Hello again, everyone out there, and welcome to another episode of the Rich Cheese Radio Podcast, your home for the horological hot takes, taboo topics, and often unpopular watch opinions. I'm your host, Brodinky. With me is my good buddy, Schmidt. Schmitty, what's cracking, kid? You know, not a whole lot, man. Uh, just another weekend, enjoying the extended weekend, and uh, recording another episode. So, how's everything with you? Really good. You know, I aside from doing uh, what we like to call a clopening today, the uh, ah, yes, yes, that is it. I'm open, familiar with that term. I am very familiar with that term for sure. For those who don't know, that's the open to close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that aside, doing pretty good. Very busy lately. For those who are big followers on social, you'll know that we have kicked off this year's uh, pink straps. They're yes. Going- very very well which we're very excited about for those who are new and uh i'll i'll make it brief because i know a lot of people have been with us but for those who are new um we do a yearly fundraiser myself and nick from strap habit and we make a donation to the american cancer society in an event that used to be called real men wear pink now it's just men wear pink semantics yada yada but uh, nonetheless, we come up with a strap throughout the year. Nick makes it happen. He does not take a profit. And we do a 100% donation to this foundation. Last year, we did a pink sailcloth strap. It was uh, an interesting strap, but I don't think it went with every single watch. So this year, we yeah. tried to really, really you know, get it out there and, and make it sort of accessible for everybody. And my joke was you, to everybody who asked me ahead of time, I said, you shouldn't leave home without one. Obviously, I meant a rubber. Mm, <laughs> um, yes, this is a, yes, yes. Yeah, so this year's an FKM rubber <laughs> with a ridge down the middle. It's very good looking, very comfortable. It's got an Easter egg on the buckle. It's got a the bean strap habit is outlined with my sort of red. Well, it's not red, but the, the red square in my uh, sort of logo, if you will has a B in it. And so the B and strap habit is also encased in a, a square, which is really cool. So it's got all the little knickknacks, the quick change spring bars and everything. And they come in 20 millimeter and 22. And right now we are approaching 40% sold out already. So are you serious? Already yeah. 40%. Yeah. So it, it went out been, to, it's been two days. It went out to email subscribers over the weekend. Okay. Okay. So email subscribers over the weekend, then two days ago, fresh on the market, and we are about 40% sold out. That's over wow. 8,000 in donations already. So that's amazing. That's insane, dude. That is so crazy. I mean, I ordered, I, I did my piece. I ordered my two. But I'm like, dang, already 40%. That's, yeah. that's nuts that's nuts well that's 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 what's happening is where you're getting a lot of people who are picking up two because he yeah. sent me the graphic that said x amount of buyers x amount of products sold to x amount of buyers and i was like oh people are picking up more than one all right that's, yeah. that's neat. <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i cool. I, I you have gotta of... you gotta have that you know i felt the squad like i have a buddy right now he's uh he's in hawaii and he's like as soon as they drop let me know well when they dropped i tried to let him know but i think he was flying across the ocean and so there was no signal so i was like you know what i'm just not gonna chance that he misses out i'll just buy him his strap and coincidentally it's his birthday and everything so i'm like i'm just gonna give him ah very nice very nice so i was like all right that'll be my that'll be my good gesture my good deed 
but I was just like, yeah, you know, I can't, I can't sleep on this. Like, I don't want him to miss out because he'll be pissed. He's like, I want to know as soon as it drops. I'm like, all right, I got you. I got you. Yeah, so that's neat. And uh, people are also just picking up uh, some other stuff with the straps, which is nice because then, uh, you know, Nick can make a little something back on his his full donation. Yeah, Again, baby. I, I always ask him if he wants to split it. He always tells me no. So <laughs> that's why I do most of the uh, the chest beating on the other end to uh, make it happen. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. And I, I know he runs like some additional. Obviously, you're not going to get any price break on the on the. Uh, the donation straps, but I know right now he does a lot of like sales. If you add additional items to your car, you'll get a percentage off other straps. Yes. Which is nice. So it's cool. You, that way you can get a couple straps and, and kind of accessorize them as you need. Yeah. And he's got a lot of stuff. He's got uh, tropics, like I said, sailcloths. He's got, you know, a lot of uh, different things. So definitely go check that out. And thank you to those who have taken part already and can continue to uh, tag us in the wrist shots and, post things and uh you know we've got some cool videos up i know random rob's got one up on youtube yeah so. i saw it already yeah so pretty cool yeah um it's it's uh it's grown into a pretty pretty amazing thing with or without the help of uh you know any big players so suck on that. <laughs> <laughs> yes with or without the help of any big players yeah that's right yeah but uh, again, thank you everybody for the help and uh, look forward to hopefully selling these out and seeing some at Wind Up New York maybe next month. So that'll be fun. That will definitely be fun. Uh, in addition to these, I also have some watches and some goodies that I'm going to be giving away or raffling off, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I haven't announced them just yet. We're going to let the straps do their thing for a little bit first before I get into that. But another another perk of buying straps is you'll be able to be entered entered in for those two, which is pretty cool. So yes, I'm up to baby. five five watches now. So that's great. <laughs> of all different price points. Right? Yeah, all different price points, all different things. Yeah, if you caught me on, uh, I did whiskey and watches the other night. We had a good a good time in in memoriam of Bob Barker. Yeah, Price is Right. I actually got I I didn't I a reverso. I I actually hosted the episode. <laughs> did you really? I got to listen to sort it. Of, yeah, I so I, it's on I my played, queue, but I haven't gotten to it yet. I played Bob Barker and Buzz and Spence were the contestants on Prices Watch Prices Right. Nice. Yeah. A lot of fun. You know, we, we always have a good time. So I'll just say this as a side note. Um, I love when you go to Strap Habits like website and it's like ticks, like all the people who have bought something like. Oh, yeah. Have you noticed that? Like the I instantaneous have, ticker. So like I've uh, <laughs> I've been on the site for just cruising around, trolling everything for a couple minutes. Literally five people from my surrounding area have ordered these straps. That's funny, man. Wow. It just like it it it's it's all from Texas. It's like, you know, this city, this city, this city, this city, this city. I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. Here you go. I like it. So there's a lot of people getting straps right now. Very nice. So, so Nick, good on you, buddy. Yeah. Good on you. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy the buddy, buddy. All right, I guess we will saunter into our new things here. First of all, let's give uh, Mr. Schmidt his due. Last week, he had been telling me that there was a third new Seiko GMT. We had seen the yellow. We had seen the Pepsi Rehawk. He said there was another one, and there is indeed another one. It is the SSK021, and it's sort of a black and gilt, if you will. It it It's very reminiscent of the two-tone uh gmt master almost except that the bracelet isn't two-tone at all but uh 
but it's got the the gold bezel. It's got a, a golden GMT hand. Yeah. And but it looks like it's got the same uh bezel insert as the one that I have. Yeah. With sort yeah, of like yeah, the yeah. black and the smoke. And I can't uh, I think it's a is that a gray dial? It's an anthracite or okay. it's a dark gray dial. Yeah, yeah it's gotta be. So so I'm I'm just happy that this exists because I thought I saw it and I was like, am I going crazy? And then I was like, you know, I and I saw it. And I was like, I think it's my favorite colorway. And I was trying to show you a picture of it. And you're like, I have no idea which one you're talking about. Yeah, it's weird. About. Nobody had posted it. And I'm like. I saw it somewhere. I saw it, it somewhere. A... And I didn't screenshot it. And I should have. And yeah. I was like, why did is. nobody post this? This is like a, a really neat iteration. And uh... and, and it's, it's honestly my favorite. It's yeah, honestly it's my very favorite. Because nice. it feels very like, very stealthy, but very upscale in a way. And. This you just know is gonna be a strap monster. So it's just like this would be perfect. And you guys know two tones kind of a thing right now. So why not? Yeah, for sure. But I think it's cool. I I would like to see it with a two tone jubilee. That'd be really really sick. But yeah, but I think you know keeping costs down. All right, keeping costs down, and you know sometimes if you scratch your your gold plated, it doesn't look that good. <laughs> yeah, I mean if you really want a two tone jubilee, just go get a super jubilee from you know what is it the strap code, strap code or, or somebody yeah. yeah there's there's so many of them out there that that do those two-tone jubilees and they'll do them for seiko divers so why not yeah yeah all right one black and gold to the next what do you think guy the new doxa shark hunter sub 300 beta you know I know that this watch has a lot of mixed reviews, specifically surrounding the date window. <laughs> I got um, it. I got it. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I saw your meme. I think it was good. Uh, I you know, but I don't, I don't, uh, I don't hate this watch in any stretch. I think it's cool. I think it's obviously very surprising for for Doxa, um, and I think that that's kind of what the, the biggest issue is. Is it caught a lot of people off guard? I like the color scheme. I'm curious to see what this will look like in person because it's very matte, it appears, the whole way around. Dial, bezel, case. And I'm just trying to see if in person this would really jump with the gold accents. I, f I feel like it would. I think there's enough of a contrast there. It just depends uh, on how it's executed. But again, it's one of those things that you have to see in person. Yeah, because the gold looks pretty reflective to me. And do you know, are those gold hands or are those polished black hands? I think they're blackened hands. Okay. All right. Because, I, mean, I mean, one thing that I, I always kind of joke about is, you know, legibility and stuff. But at least you could tell the time. Yeah, you definitely can tell the time. That's for sure. But and I think that that <laughs> and, and I think that they've achieved that by using different types of tonality for the black color. Because when you think about the ceramic case, it's a very simple, smooth texture. And then you have the highly aggressive texture of the dial. And then a very smooth bezel. But you can see that there's different shades of black. And even the hands themselves are a darker, glossier black than the rest of the bezel insert and the rest of the dial. So I certainly think you can see it. And I think that in, in combination with the, uh, the faux patina on the markers lends itself very well to a timepiece you can actually read. Yeah, I'm curious if this is going to be somewhat like the 
almost like the blacked out Seamaster. I mean, that's that's what I'm thinking about because that's you know is is for those people who've never seen that watch in person, it's extremely legible. It's extremely legible for an all black timepiece, and that one takes it even a step further because the hands are blackened, the markers, the loom, and everything is blackened out. Um, but that you know it takes it a step further. Here, you obviously have the faux patina and everything. You can see it. Yeah. And well, it's it's yeah. it's really 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 well done. So, um, I think in this case you'll be able to see it. You can see the different colors and textures of the black, and I think it's going to be a great watch for somebody that's looking for something different. You know, is is into something unique from Doxa, and it's a new ceramic case. So, that's the other thing that I think is amazing about this co this collection. This is the first time that we see the production ceramic. Outside of you know the one that they did for for Was earlier um, in the year or, right. or last year, yeah, I think I think in person it might be better than it looks. I it just I think it just looks so stark and so uh, such high contrast on social that it looks like you're just never going to be like see this watch at all. And then, but I, I think in person it's probably not this dark. <laughs> No, I I would agree with you. It's definitely not that dark, and, and I think you might I be able to actually read the bezel. Yeah, and again, you know, this is more where you start to see fashion play play a factor versus function. You know, this is more about the form than it is about the function, and I think a lot of people sometimes forget that. You know, is it easy to read the time on a skeletonized sapphire crystal Big Bang? No, but it looks cool anyway. I don't care. It's kind of one of those things here. Does it is it have to be super legible and you know the date super clear? No, but it's not about that. It's about the aesthetic. It's about the look. You know, this is a very cool take on the two tone. You know, it's very like eighties, like Hoyer Night Diver kind of vibes. Like, yep. have you ever see the 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 two tone night uh, the two tone divers they did back then with the black and gold? Like, yep. this is kind of like that. Uh, and obviously, in a much better material being ceramic. So. Kudos to Doxa. I love it. I can't wait to see one in person. Uh, I know, um, I'm sure people at the Wasp Boutique are probably having the phone ring for a bit. Um, you know, it's just going to be a, a big step up for them in, in terms of price point in the collection. So we'll see. Yep. <clears throat> On to a very opposite feeling here. So from a pretty subdued diver to a very up and in your face diver, um, Oris has had a busy week and I guess we'll start off with the 4,000 meter Aquas Pro coming in at 49 and a half millimeters. Uh, this is a big boy, yeah. but it's it's an interesting drop. I mean, it's something very, very different for them. And I think it's it's pretty playful and it's got a lot going on. You've got a wave dial. You've got a very nice color scheme, you know, big, bold uh, rubber strap on there. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a big boy, but it's intriguing i mean it's thick as hell yeah there's 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 no slicing it this is thick but you know that's kind of the that's kind of the trade-off you get when you do a deep sea diver like this i mean you look at something like the ultra deep like that's not a thin watch no it's over 18 millimeters thick this has to be just based on the pictures it's got to be thicker than that it is yeah. and and it's got to be because of the the crystal you have such a small dial op uh, opening for the aperture but you have a very thick crystal on top of it um, that protrudes past the case, but regardless, 
Uh, I think if you're looking for something that is rigorously tested, um, over-engineered to say the max, I think that this is certainly a great option. It's 4,000 meters, so it's a touch over 13,000 feet underwater, which is no small feat. Nope, that's quite um, far. <laughs> and and certainly when you think about this, I mean, right now this is deeper than a deep sea. I mean, that is nuts. I mean, I think the deep sea is 3,990. And you can get this watch, and it's six thousand two hundred dollars right. in full titanium. So, is it a small watch? No. Is it an inexpensive watch? No. But for the price of a Planet Ocean, <laughs> you can outbest the deep sea. Yep. Uh, which I think is very cool. And obviously, there's some technical innovations here. Uh, Oris introduced like a locking rotation system for their dive bezel. Yeah, I saw that. It's very interesting. So I think you like pull it up. Rotate it and then push it down. It locks it into place, uh, which might be cool on paper. I don't know how practical that is in practice, but again, how practical is a 4,000 meter rated dive watch? So, uh, <laughs> you know, we're splitting hairs here, but it is a caliber movement, which I think is great. It's a titanium case. The dial, like you said, is really, really beautiful. Um, it's a little bit more playful than kind of like the ultra serious diver you get from like, a, you know, an ultra deep or something like that. But, you know, great color, great looking watch, and obviously a beast. Yeah, I want to pick one of these up and kind of give it a feel just to see what it's like. Obviously, titanium is going to be a little bit lighter. Yeah. And, you know, and on I'm, strap I'm a, too. Right, right. And I'm a, you know, I'm a big fan of watches like the tuna. So I want to kind of see just a. Yeah, this is gonna definitely be a little bit tuna vibes. Definitely tuna vibes for sure. A little bit bigger than that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm definitely down to just check it out and play with it and see how it is. But uh, but Why definitely not? need its innovation. It's something we've kind of been waiting on Oris for, and and you know they they definitely delivered something here. <laughs> and it, and it pushes the entirety of the industry forward. I think that that's something that a lot of people don't understand or don't you know realize about something like this. This is great because now a brand like Oris is delivering an ultra deep diver, and they're in very small company. I mean, you know, you're you have very serious high end watch manufacturers producing watches like this. And right now there's nothing to there's nothing to point out about, you know, it's four thousand meters rated, it's in house movement, you know, ten year service intervals. That's right, I, I forgot about that. You know, it has a five day power reserve, I think is what the caliber yep. movements offer. Like this is not a slouch of a watch. So I mean, obviously it's probably on the upper echelon of cost for an Oris. But you're getting a technically very, very impressive watch. So uh, I'm for it. Yeah, I think anybody 60... out there looking for a, sea, a deep sea diver should definitely take a look at this one. 6,200 for all those 62. bells and whistles. I mean, at the end of the day, it's really not that bad. No, I mean, it's 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 quite literally half the cost of an ultra deep. And you're not that far off. What's 2,000 meters between friends? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially yep. in the titanium variation. So yeah, yeah. You're not too far off from there. Nope. But and it's cool. It gives them a platform to sort of play on for the future, which is also nice. Yeah. I just want to see I, I think the next step for Oris, I mean, if they can do something like this, I really want them to come back with the uh the uh the depth gauge. Oh, okay. I want to see that come back. Yeah, why not? Right at this point. I mean, you can do a four thousand meter watch, you can use you can use a water pressure inside the crystal to to tell you the depth that you are think that that's pretty cool but oris if you are listening 
uh, I want the depth gauge in not yellow and black anymore. I want you to come up with a crazy color, just something insane. Well, if not, I'll uh, slip it to Josh and BJ at Wine Up Weekend. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just like, just come up with something absolutely bananas, lime green or something like that, and just call it a day. There we go. Be, be something unique. All right. I guess we'll stick with them because they've had quite a few drops this week. They've got a new upcycle. If you remember the old one, it, it sort of had the ocean plastic melted dial look to it. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. is specifically very blue and green. Because it's melted down ghost nets. And for those who don't know what those are, that is when uh, fishing vessels or whoever would abandon nets in the ocean. Yep. They would all make their way to that whatever triangle of sadness <laughs> yeah. situation. But needless to say, the, wild, the wildlife gets stuck in it. And so this company, BraceNet, uh, has been helping clean that up. Uh, when they were down uh, diving in Tanzania. They saw a bunch of them, and so they got inspired, and they've been cleaning up the ocean ever since. That's right up Orsa's alley. You know how much they, they're into saving the ocean and all that. So they've done another upcycle, and they've got these nets melted down into dials now. And they're blue, Beautiful they're dial. green. To me, this one looks a lot better. Yeah, I, I think it looks a lot better because it's a little bit more harmonious with right. the coloring. Right, that's exactly what I was going to say. You know, like the other previous upcycles up are cool, but they look like plastic. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we had some red, some pink, some white, some blue. It yeah. was a little bit, you, you really didn't know what you were getting into, what, you know, sight unseen. Yeah. These yeah. ones, you have yeah. a pretty good idea. I mean, you're still going to have probably some better than others as far as the, the melting process goes, but I think you're going to get a much more um, consistent dial with these. I, I agree. I agree. And I think that that's a good thing. Yeah, and you get a so you get a gray bezel, which is nice. I think it's a nice contrast. They come on bracelet. They come in both thirty six and a half or forty three and change. If you're into okay. the bigger or smaller, nice watch. I, I I think everybody really liked the old one. I think this one is a step up, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that for sure. I would certainly agree. So, Oris, keep doing what you're doing. Ocean conservation is obviously very important to you. The previous upcycle did very well. I know a lot of people from retailers and different things that that had the upcycle and and they really loved it. Um, I think this one is also going to be good. I think the only difference is going to be are people going to drive with the forty three millimeter version because I know the previous upcycle was forty one point five. So it went from thirty six point five to forty one point five. Now this is what thirty six point five and forty three point five. So we'll see. Yeah, both but of regardless, which with, beautiful dial. Both of which with 300 meters water resistance, and either one comes in at 2600. Yeah. So this so, is going to be a non-in-house movement, but still very, very nice. Okay, on to Zen has brought back a rendition of the 356. For those who are familiar with the old 356, it was a chonky uh, three-register chronograph. Now they have sort of streamlined it. It is a bi-compacts. It comes in three flavors. It looks like panda, a somewhat reverse panda with a grayish anthracite dial maybe, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. a gradient dial sort of gilt motif where it's got like a sort of a copperish hue that fades out to black, and yep. it's got sort of the the uh, patinaed hands and everything. I think it's a very good-looking watch. I think these are very nice. Um, the price on Zins has gone up 
consistently year yep. over year. So yep. they're not going to be cheap anymore. <laughs> I think the 356 was sort of known as like a, a darling of that regard. I think when I remember first starting to look at them, I think you could get them for like 15, 1600, like yeah, those gently days are gone. used or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> those, those days, days are, are no gay. longer with us. <laughs> but I mean, they, uh, they are putting in a lot of work. I mean, the, the, if you look, the the build quality on these and the dials are, are much crisper and it's yeah, very yeah. nice. I got to give it to them. Yeah. It is very nice, but these, they're, they're no longer a ch- an affordable sort of watch brand. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I still think that they're an affordable watch brand, but where you're starting to see them separate themselves is they're not a micro brand anymore. Certainly not. You know, they're they're much more mainstream. They're much more collectible. And, you know, because of that, their finishing also commands that too. You know, like you said, I mean, when you used to think about Zen, it was just like black dial, white numbers. And that was like it. Now we're getting pandas. Now we're getting uh, Fume dials. Now we're getting, you know, custom collaborations or limited edition pieces. You know, we, we saw Black Mother of Pearl. Like they're starting to do much more delicate, intricate things with dial finishing. Because let's be honest, the aesthetic overall is very simple. It's military. Yep. So it's very hard to dress up military unless you do a, a certain couple of things. But regardless, I think that they've done that here. Um and it looks good. Um, I love the choice of going away from the kind of value-based movement, the three sub-dials, day-date of the older one, which really made it thick, as you pointed out. Yeah. I think this two-sub-dial register, uh, how they how they, how they classify here, the Flieger Classic, um, I think is very good. It's very symmetrical. I love the, the, the Arabics flanking around it. There's nothing cut off. There's no unnecessary date. Um, it's just a very good looking watch. So good on you, Zen. I mean, it, it's it's hard to beat your build quality. It's hard to beat what you what you produce. And and everyone that has ever owned it, looked at one, felt one in the hand, they understand why. Uh, this is still one of the best value propositions in the game because you know even at let's say I think what the retail price is around three, if I'm not mistaken. Sounds right. Uh, it's uh two thousand nine ninety euro. 2,390 euro, 2,600 euro. So let's call it, let's call it 3,000, you know, um, for $3,000 for a, you know, German engineered Swiss made chronograph. I think it's a, it's a great, great value proposition in that sense. Now, again, gone to the days of the $1,500 value proposition, but you know, that was 15 years ago and, and we had to be a little bit more realistic these days. So Right, and if you're looking for that anthracite, that one I believe is limited to that 500 pieces. Yeah. So these are the 356 Pilot Classic, and I believe they're in an, uh, it's an anniversary edition, but the anthracite is limited. So. Yeah. So that one, if I if I do the calculation, it comes out to just around three thousand two hundred dollars US mm-hmm. for the limited edition. Yeah, that seems to be sort of their they're almost their going right now. You know, that's where about the U. 50 comes in so i mean you could but still again, get their you could still get their time only basic sort of stuff at a reasonable price but yeah but again you know this is the complication it's obviously been done the doll finishing is improved i i get it and you have to remember popularity is improved yep, so more sure people has. know about zen now than than just the forum and reddit bros before reddit was even a thing you know that's right so back then it used to be kind of like a small 
in the no secret and now the internet has ruined that so <laughs> now they can start charging yep, more money yep. that's okay it's good for them it's a good pro it's a good it's a good business problem to have so good for you zen okay on to something that i think many many people have asked for for a very very <laughs> long time it appears we have an alpinist gmt yes baby. a watch that sort of makes too much sense <laughs> and, and you know though and historically wasn't there an alpinist GMT? there have been correct now it was like quartz and ugly before but yeah they've had alpinists sort of all over the map throughout history i know we think of when people say oh the alpinist we think of the 017 green because that mm -hmm. that dial and that sort of package that they delivered with that one was really just like beyond what they what they were putting out at that point yeah and yeah. it was just sort of a an amazing sort of deal bang for your buck you yeah know, wow this is a cool watch but now that we're seeing sort of legs and we're seeing the prices creep up on these um you know everybody sort of clamored said well if the alpinist is going to be an explorer's watch we need a gmt rendition a modern yeah. one and so here it is i mean and, and it's a valid criticism because it, it almost makes too much sense right <laughs> you know what i mean it almost makes too much sense and i love it i mean you're the seiko guy what do you think I definitely want to see one of these in person. It looks like they went after the Explorer 1 and 2 at the same time. <laughs> you know, it's funny now that you've said that. You're absolutely correct. It looks like they were like, let's go it after totally both. It totally does. It totally does. Because it's like, okay, we got a fixed 24-hour bezel mounted externally a la Explorer 2. We get a ginormous GMT hand. Now, right. it's red, not orange. But again, a la Explorer 2. You get the 12369 a la Explorer 1. Uh, it it's just I don't know. I think I think you nailed it. It's kind of like let's just target both of them at the same time, and and go after one. Uh, now we get I guess two official colorways. There's a right. blue on blue, black on black. But there's also like kind of floating around like a white dial version with yeah, I can't, blue. I can't hands. tell if it's white or silver because they have know. a silver alpinist with blue on it. Yeah. So I don't I'm know, sure but either way, I hope it's real because it looks really good. It looks really, really, really good. Well, if not, a white would make a very nice limited edition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And it looks like it, you know, this particular version was posted originally on the UK Seiko Boutique's Instagram page. Oh, maybe a slip so up. So maybe it was a slip up or maybe it was a UK exclusive version okay. because when that. you look when you look at the colorways it's kind of like the british flag colorways like white blue red accents you know maybe it's that i don't know but it looks good <laughs> i yeah. hope it's not a uk exclusive and an interesting i i don't know if i've ever seen seiko orient the date like that i mean it's a it's a 430 date but they've never i don't think they've ever oriented the date straight at you at the yeah, usually it's usually it's like upside down or something. Hold where on. They might have done it if I'm if I'm thinking back. They might have just done it with the Slim Willards, the new ones. I just can't remember. I know it's a circular date. I can't remember if they oriented it vertically or not. And this but is either way, favorite, this is your favorite solid date. This is the Bell and Ross date. Yeah, exactly. So the, the thing that Bell and Ross does better than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, hey, we're gonna put a date in a weird position, but we're going to make it look vis vis visibly symmetrical by making the numbers right. No, somehow it just it changes it, the whole it look. Works. It, it really absolutely, it works. Absolutely, it works. You know, you can do a 430 date if you don't put it sideways. 
<laughs> where people have to read it sideways or put in like a ridiculous window or my favorite is like too close to one index to the other like it oh, needs to be yeah. down the middle i'm sorry yeah. it needs to be down the middle <laughs> otherwise i'm just triggered or you could do it uh was it the <laughs> the blog pond version or no the brigade version which says swiss made right oh, nope. yep. Yep. oh my god so yeah i mean i'll be I would be very surprised if we didn't get a green one eventually. I I don't know, man. And they do like to play with these. They like to release these in different. They um, do. They do. And that's the thing that's kind of been making me upset with Seiko. It's like you see the first lease, you're like, I give it six months. We'll have something new. And it's kind of like a running joke, but it's also really true. I mean, look, perfect example, the GMTs. We just got them. We're like, everyone's like, yeah, I got the GMTs finally in the Seiko 5. And then like new colorways. And it's like, all right, well, let's just wait another six months and we'll get new colorways too. So it's kind of like, do they give us a green or are they going to do something like, well, this is for the Malaysian market only. And right. That's like, what I was going to say. I'm like, like oh, a lot God. of foreign market stuff. <laughs> it's like, okay, do funky colors for those types of situations. But green, the color that everyone wants, make it US yeah. available. The green. Everyone yes. freaking wants it. Yeah, you could put an off green or a teal green for the Fratello Limited or something. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes, exactly. And it better freaking have guilt. I mean, I I, I don't it think should. you could do an Al- I don't think you do an Alpinus without the guilt. Because in this case, I get this is more of like your urban explorers type watch. But if there's there's something so intrinsically beautiful about the original sun brushing on that dial with the vibrant green, almost electric green certain in, in certain light, and then you marry that with the with the yellow gold gilting. I think that that was one of the coolest looking Seikos and certainly very, very, very ahead of its time um, in, in the watch space. There was nothing else that looked anything like it. And that's what made the Alpinist so freaking cool. I never owned one, but I knew buddies that had. And every time I saw them wearing it, I'm like, can I see it? <laughs> and then everybody caught on and the prices went through the roof. So here we are. Yeah, it was a very fun watch. And I'm surprised they did a blue in this because not because it directly step, steps on sort of like the limited ones that they did in the old Alpinist that everybody made a really mm-hmm, big deal mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. but you can at least get that similar package in this one now which is nice I mean it's available to everybody so yeah exactly and who we'll knows they'll, we'll they'll, they'll do some type of cool collaboration I'm sure but other other than that I mean the watch is a home run that's for sure it's no certainly question. something everybody has been asking for and now it's here yeah <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. We'll see how far they could take it on that one. Um, t- 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 all right. Uh, Unimatic, back at it oh, again, God. my friend. God, can we just stop? Everything well, that needs to be said have about this watch has been now. said. No, I'm sorry. Just push it off a cliff. Everything that needs to be said has been said. And, and coincidentally, I'm wearing my, my U1 first generation, the OG generation before all this nonsense and limited edition collabs back when you used to collab with yourself you nomadic uh, <laughs> used to design watches and you know that those days are gone but uh here we have a u1 this is the s version uh slash re rev for revolution um cool they Cerakota. Did. yeah so basically for those of you who have not uh seen the press photos of this or give a crap this is a unimatic us one so basically u1 
S for Salida movement. So it has a, a an in-house, uh, not in-house, but a, a Swiss made movement, which mine has an NH35. So that's how you know mine's an OG. Uh, but essentially they did a collaboration with Revolution and they did this in a stonewashed cerulean blue Cerakote. So basically this is a ceramic coating applied to the external part of the case that they intentionally distress and make it look old. So you've literally removed the most crucial aspects of the watch that protect it, which would be the Cerakote. Um, so cool. Now you've uh, exposed the watch. This watch is stupid. Not because it doesn't look cool. It certainly looks cool. It's blue. It's statement for sure. But like I said, Unimac has literally no identity anymore. They were doing cool stuff back in the day. And now it's just played out with collaboration on collaboration on collaboration on collaboration on collaboration on collaboration. And we get no new innovations. Like we get no new watches. No new designs, nothing has changed. And now we're just like repackaging and recycling the same crap over and over and over and over and over again. And it's old. I'm exhausted. I hate talking about it. We have to talk about it because it keeps coming up, but it's dumb. Design something new. That's it. It's not that freaking hard. It's like these watches were okay when they came out, but they're too fat. They're too bulky. Fix it. It's not this freaking hard. I'm sorry. Like, it just, it's not. Your second hands are stupid. The stupid Seiko back loom plot second hand that I cannot stand. This is dumb. And being tipped in the dial color really doesn't help the uh, legibility here. <laughs> no, you can't even see it. You literally legit cannot even see it. I, I'm sorry. It's the loom is, I mean, and again, I have a first gen. So the loom is arguably some of the worst of any watch that I've ever owned, but I don't own it for that particular reason. A buddy of mine gave it to me. I love, I like the watch aesthetically. It's very pleasing. It's very, almost sterile, but you know, the the, the the thinness of the second hand does not match the blockiness of the rest of the watch. It needs to be bigger. It. it needs to be bigger. It needs to have the lollipop oriented the opposite direction and not this stupid needle type tip second hand. Like, I hate that Seiko style second hand. It drives me freaking nuts. You know what would be cool? If the lollipop was just obnoxiously big and could fill each one of the circles. I mean, that would at least be awesome. It would be different, you know? Why the hell not? But that makes too much sense. Whatever. I can't talk about this anymore. It's all right. We'll give you another color next week. So, Don't. <laughs> all right. So from the same old story to something that's pretty novel, if I do say so myself. <laughs> yes, thank God. We don't talk a lot of Baum and Mercier on this show. But they've got a perpetual calendar watch out in a an integrated sports watch. Yep. Now, this is going to look a little familiar. It's not quite octagonal. It's actually a dodecagon, which is 12 sides. <laughs> Did you look this up? You looked it up. 
Well, I, okay, I counted cool. them. Yeah, I, yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for looking at it. Okay. <laughs> but we, uh, we have to sound like an expert sometimes, I, I'm sure. No, no, that's not. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, but you're, you're still getting the some screws. You're not getting a screw at every single, you know, twist and turn on the, the, the bezel here. But you're getting an integrated sports watch. It's a perpetual calendar. Yeah. It's only, I'm going to air quote only here, only 19,000 some odd dollars for something like this. I mean, we've seen similar feats from uh, your Frederick Constance. Yeah. Right? That yeah, was yeah. who did the other one, I believe. It's it's neat. It It's a decent looking watch. It's really not that bad looking. I mean, yeah, it's is it derivative? Yes. Can you afford the one it's derived from? No. No. Can you <laughs> Can get you the get one it? it's derived from? No. no. <laughs> this is also very true. But you're getting you know, a moon phase. It looks really nice. I I gotta hand it to them. It's a it's a handsome watch. And and I and I'll say this, man. Whatever the color this dial is, is good. You gotta come up with some sexy name like papyrus or something for that. Right? You like, know, it's like it's like linen. It's like champagne. It, it's a very good looking watch. But I love the fact that they didn't do it with a two tone. They just went all steel and let the dial do the talking. And that's what I think is really special here. That to me is the most standout feature because even from a mile away i can see the dial and that's what i really 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 like so it's a brush dial you are getting the four different sub dial readouts so moon phase day of the week and then you have month leap year individual date and it's just it's packaged extremely well obviously nineteen thousand dollars is not a small amount of money no but for this type of complication there's really not that many people that play in this price point field where that's even a, a potential. So uh, kudos to Bob Mercier. Uh, I think it's a very cool design. It looks like the bracelet is also interchangeable um, with the, some of their other models within the Riviera uh, lineup as well. Okay. So you might be able to, to kind of mix and match and play Barbie, if you will. Uh, but cool, man. I Exciting for them. Not something that uh, you know I saw coming, but I'm glad it's here. You know why not? Yeah, sometimes you got to tip the cap, right? When people do impressive things. Again, have we seen similar? Yeah, but certainly not at all affordable. <laughs> no, not the nineteen thousand is affordable, but I know many more people who could swing nineteen thousand than you know the absurd and prices that a perpetual calendar usually fetches. Yeah, and, and we forgot to mention the specs, too. I mean, this is 40 mil at under 12 mil thick. Oh, yeah, 11.8, I think it is. That's insane. <laughs> That's insane. Such good wearing proportions. Very, very, very beautiful design. So you got you got to give credit where, where credit is due. That is for sure. And that is it. That's, that's the story. But I like it. And, again, I think that for, like, a cream dial, this is – a one. This is like a gold standard of cream dials. Yeah. Very, it's very good. nice. It's good. Very nice. So our topic tonight, uh, it's been a, <laughs> a wee bit sabotage because I had this idea going in and then I, I happened to open my phone at the end of my, sure you did. my, sure my shift you today. Did. Sure you did. And I saw the news on Hodinkee <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, this is going to take half my episode away. Because I was going to, you know, our original, the original idea was, is Swatch going, because we, we've had a lot of sort of quote unquote leaks, right? With people seeing, oh, the, 
this I saw the swatch logo uh, it was it was subtly in the ocean and like I'm like I don't know if somebody photoshopped that or not you know like we'll see no it was legit so people are like oh well well now is it is it is it the sea swatch is it the swatch pond I don't know mm. but then I I happened to go browsing it about 7 p.m. and I was like oh okay so it looks like we're getting a blanc pond which is I think in my opinion the the less believable of the two but we're getting it yeah 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 well i mean I'll, I'll say this i had always heard even prior to the rumor of the launch of the moon swatch that the original concept was for one of the higher end brands to to do the collaboration with swatch and i had already heard that you know many years ago that the first kind of collaboration pitch was Blancpain. And that at some point there was actually like a prototype version. And then they quickly pivoted like, well, you know, if this is going to be this type of moment, why don't we do something that's a little bit more recognizable for the average person? Because, I mean, let's be honest, outside of the watch world, how many people do you know? How many people do you think really know who Blanc Pond is? Like zero. Zero. How many people do you know what a moon watch is? It's probably a little bit more prevalent. Number so. greater than zero. I'll say that. <laughs> Number greater than zero. So I think the idea was if this is going to be a home run and Swatch is going to do a true collaboration, why don't we do it with a brand that has more notoriety, that has a little bit more iconicism for not just the watch collector, but for kind of the vast majority of people too. And so I think that they switched to the Omega and the Moon Swatch was created, which, I mean, it just rolls off the tongue, the Moon Swatch, right? Like, it just is perfect. It's literally perfect. Um, and obviously, we know how successful that has been, regardless of the stupid moons and all strawberries and like, hey, you know what? People bought them and they're selling them out everywhere. So at the end of the day, the only person laughing is Swatch Group. But uh, I'm excited to say the least about this. I didn't think I was going to be. Um, when I had heard the rumors a year, a few years ago, and I was like, okay, Blanc Pond, Swatch, it doesn't make sense. But I was talking to a buddy of mine, and he's like, what would you call it? And I was like, I, you know, I don't know. And he's like, I know what I would call it. I was like, what? The System 51 Fathoms. Interesting. And I was like, that's actually freaking good <laughs> i mean it makes sense right because i was like how would you mash these two together because like swatch pond doesn't sound good you know it doesn't roll like moon swatch. well how many how deep do you think the water resistance will be on this one i yeah i don't know i have no idea well i figure if they could get a hundred on the seiko that i have they could get a hundred on this i mean it, it, here's here's the one thing i'll say Swatch back in the day had the Scuba Libre collection. That was a 200 meter rated dive watch. Okay. It's not impossible. Now, are they going to get a 50 fathoms worth? No, I think it would be more of a play on words. Yeah. But why not? But could you imagine a Swatch System 51 fathoms? Like that, that is cool. And. You know, because I know that there was some controversy about this as well. Because I even saw, I even saw our boy Who Donkey came out of nowhere and posted a video about Ben Clymer interviewing uh, Jean Claude Bivet, kind of you know as this is coming out, 
And he's like, he's like, and Blanc Paul since 1735 has never had a quartz movement, and they never will, because that's kind of the consensus that if they're gonna do this, it's gonna be quartz. I don't think it's going to be. I think they're gonna go auto. That would be interesting. And it would fit in line with that specific statement. And that statement was made, I don't know, like five years ago. He's like, Plunk Pong will never have a quartz movement. And it never will or something like that. They, they, they've, since 1735, they've never had a quartz movement and they never will. And he doesn't even run the company anymore. But could you imagine if that is true? Could you imagine if five years ago he says a statement and the Swatch group was like, you know what? Blanc Pond has never had a quartz movement and they never will. And even this watch, we're not going to put a quartz movement in it. I think that would be sick. I mean, it would definitely be pretty novel. But again, if they could do it in a Seiko, why not? Why could why couldn't they do it? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. I agree with you. Now, I, think I, would, I think it would be cool, too, the 51 Fathoms. It it definitely works. I like Scuba Libre, by the way. Yeah. That's a fun name. Have you never seen those before? I have not. They're so cool. I have not. Um, although I thought a funny name, because if it's only, let's say, 100 meter, it could be the Lagoon Watch. <laughs> the Lagoon Watch? <laughs> or the Lagoon Swatch instead of, the, instead of Moon. But um, oh, you know it's actually not bad. Lagoon swatch, yeah, it's not horrible. But uh, I'll, I'll work on it. I'll workshop it. You know, these are the <laughs> things I think about when I'm driving home at night. I'm like, yeah, Lagoon like swatch. what would I do? Lagoon swatch, you know. Yeah. So yeah, the scuba lever was 200 meters water resistant back in the day. It's not part of the current collection anymore, but um, you can you can see them for sure. Let's take a look. And they and they were funky. Oh yeah, they're very bold. Yeah, they're very bold, but they weren't too large. You know, I mean, I'm not I gonna lie. This like... one with the big numerals and the triangle on top looks an awful lot like a blanc pond. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it it does because doesn't the fifty pounds have those giant numbers on the quadrants? That's exactly what I looked at this. <laughs> I was like, this fits. I mean, just slap a different name on it. Oh my god, could you imagine if that's what we get? Yeah, so if, if any of you want to play along here, it's the Scuba Libre, and the one I'm looking at has, it, this one has red numerals on the, the bezel, and it, it I'm not going to lie, it kind of looks like a Blanc Pond. Yeah, 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 giant numbers, triangles kind of like oriented on the left-hand side. Uh, Yeah, and that was a shot from Houdinki, oddly enough. Yeah, I think I think I would just go with this and just do a little rebrand. <laughs> did you see this this uh this teaser photo? I did not. That looks neat. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's obviously Photoshop. Is it the the caption on the top says who's lining up? I, I do see and that. It says it says Swatch Blanc Pond System Fifty One Fathoms. I was like, it's not it's not horrible. It's not horrible. Now it it looks like they're alluding to the different oceans on Earth. So I think you're going to get maybe a different edition. Five. For- yeah, for the different oceans. Yeah, that's that's kind of what what I took from it too. Because somebody, I was talking with a buddy of mine, and he's like, "Oh, look, there are five oceans," and I was like, "We mean five oceans." And then I relooked at the photo, and I saw it. And I'm like, they were ah. labeled, yeah. So I was like, "Ah, they are uh, five oceans there." That's right: the Arctic Ocean, Pacific Ocean, Atlantic Ocean, Indian Ocean, and Antarctic Ocean. 
So there's probably going to be a specific version orientated for each respective ocean, which I actually did not know they were labeled until you just said that. Yeah, <laughs> I looked I, at the I, photo. I'm like, I, oh, I try to take notice, labeled. man. I'm going to bat those Easter eggs. Oh, you know, those blue moons back there. Um, But yeah, so they're labeled five oceans. I'm assuming that means five respective models within the collection range, which is a lot less than like the crazy, was it nine original uh, for the moon spot? Well, they can, go, like they can go seven seas. No. <laughs> No, it wasn't nine. It was uh, it was eleven. It was eleven. I believe, yeah, because they did. Sun. You had eight yeah. planets: the planetoid Pluto, Sun, and Moon. I think that was uh, yep. ten, eleven. Okay, so yeah, and then you know whatever strawberry Moon is, and blue Moon, Neptune, whatever those all... things on the Swiss birthday <laughs> one, <laughs> the Swiss flags or lanterns or whatever. That's what they look like lanterns. Yeah. I'm like, okay, guys. Uh, so Blanc Pond. But dude, how cool would it be for each one of those oceans if they just brought back a sweet edition of an old Blanc Pond? Like you give me one that's like a no rad dial. That would be sick. Banger, right? Give me one sort of like the mill spec one with like the, the yeah, 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 yeah. indicator. Banger. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can give me a modern one. I'm just spitballing here. You guys can run with this if you want. But I think it would be cool if you gave me a different one for each ocean instead of just giving me a different color. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they, if they saying, did something like that. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah. if you think about it this way, though, I mean, the 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 moon swatches were pretty imaginative. And those were completely different colors, but they were based on, you know, whatever planetoid or celestial body or whatever it was in, in the solar system that we were talking about, right? The moon, look at the moon once. The sun was you know, more the, 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 the articulate colors of the sun. You know, things like that. Like that made sense. I wouldn't be surprised if we get something like that in, in the in the scuba libre or <laughs> scuba libre <laughs> in the system 51 fathoms. If that if that is indeed what they're gonna call it. But I think they should. <laughs> I mean, they've got I'm, a lot to play with here. They've got a lot of material. You know, it, it, it's funny. When when you first proposed this idea, I'm like, what the heck are we going to talk about? Because there's not a lot to talk about. But then you start thinking about it, you're like... There are a lot of wrinkles. That's what I kept thinking. I was like, every time I would think about this topic, I was like, well, what about this part of it? Like, what's it going to look like? How many are there going to be? You know, what what, what game are they going to play with their association between the brands? You know, there was so many things. I was like, this is actually like kind of a, a deep idea here, you know? I mean... Yeah, and I like it, and and you know what? It, it this is also a great way to expose another company to to the to the success. Now, do I think it will be as prolific for the entirety of the watch community? Probably not, because I think the one thing that that the Moon Swatch was able to really capitalize was one Omega's continued success. As a company, there's just no denying that Blanc Pond is less and less of a relative factor in that space just because where they are in positioning as a brand. Their brand has had a pretty steady decline for, for quite some time. They're a great historic and storied brand, but they need help. And I think maybe that was why, if the rumors were indeed true and they were going to release a Blanc Pond version of this before the Moon Swatch came out. 
I'm wondering if that was kind of the creative thinking is like, let's make this brand that seems very old and stuffy. Let's make them seem fun again so that we can invigorate a new clientele into this particular brand. Yeah, well, if that, you know, if exposure is the name of the game, I mean, this is the way to do it, right? Make something entry level, affordable, fun, right? And if you hear, if you yeah. were a fan of the Moonswatch, you're a fan of the, you know, whether it's hype culture, streetwear, whatever, right? They've clearly made an impact there. If you're a fan of that, you hear, oh, there's a similar one coming out. Yeah, yeah. Well, why not at this point, right? Yeah, and I, and I, and I agree. I agree. I think it would be certainly something cool. Um, I hope it is as cool as I think it's going to be. And uh, you know, why not? Why not try to get one now? Well, either way, man, I'm ready. This is going to be terrific meme fodder, whether it's the people doing stupid things to them, whether it's, <laughs> you know, hilarious, you know, different points of connecting between brands or whatever it might be. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm, I got to, you know, I really am looking forward to seeing how they pull this off. What do you think at price point? I, I think they're going to try to keep it low again. I would say maybe max it out at three fifty. If it's maybe if you get an automatic movement and if you're getting a, a few more bells and whistles, maybe three fifty. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out because. Like you think about like I mean it also moon... depends. Do, do they are they married to bioceramic or if they can they put you know can they upgrade it a little bit? It, you know, these things there's a lot of ebb and flow here. Well, it depends. If it's like an irony or something like that, the irony collection, that that's what reason why they call it the irony collection, because it's made in steel and not okay. plastic. So it's the ironic thing about this particular collection is it's not plastic. Um but if it is an irony, then that is usually swatches indication for some type of metal, whether it's aluminum, whether it's steel or something like that. That's the ironic aspect of it. Um, I think because this moon swatch was what price went was 260, two, 260. And the, some of the, the golden ones were, were a little more higher, but not, yeah. not by much, not by much, not by much. But I'm just thinking about that because the System 51s, like an OG System 51 uh, plastic, I think it was 150 back in the day. Let's see what they are now. Okay, so a plastic System 51, the starting price point is 165. Okay, if you do something collaborative like a Houdinki, which is still on the Swatch website, uh, it's one ninety five. Now they have other variations too. So within the System Fifty One family, they have some steel case versions that are two forty. There's a two tone that's two seventy. So it looks like it looks like if it's plastic, it's around let's say two hundred bucks. Anywhere between 165 to 200. If it's steel or some type of metal, it's going to be below the 250 range. We also have to consider it might be a little cheaper because it's not a chronograph. And that's what I'm. That's what I was trying to to get at. Because the other guys are chronos, so there's technically more inherently parts and all that stuff that's going on, right? 
Right. Um, so technically there there could be more to it. I don't know. But even right now, like I can get a small seconds stainless steel case system fifty one for two hundred and fifty dollars. Two hundred and forty dollars. That's pretty freaking cool. Mm-hmm. So could you imagine a time only secondhand Wong Pong fifty fathoms? I could. And now my next question is where do they what do they do next? Right? Because that this is two now. You're not stopping here. Are they gonna do Breguet, Longine, Glasuta? You know, why not? I mean, why the hell not? I think in a, a affordable, fun, cheapo, launching big eye chrono would be sick. They can do it. They sure could. I mean, they already they already got the the kernel movement. Why the hell not? And you know, it's it's crazy. It might, like as much as we might dog on this, is like, like I said, the only people laughing are Swatch. Like the only people laughing to the bank are Swatch Group. Not just Swatch itself because of just, one, the explosion of customer base. I mean, they have moon swatches every single day at, at these Swatch stores. You can walk into them right now and buy whatever you want. There's no question about it. And they sell out every day. That's been going on for two and a half years. These are the, <laughs> the Starberries of, of watches. I mean... I don't know if Starberries are big by you. They were big by me. <laughs> I don't know what a Starbury is, All but right. well, uh, Steph- Stefan Marbury back in the day when he was on the Knicks, he wanted to make an affordable shoe. The shoes were 20 bucks. They sold them at like Dave and Barry's or okay. Steve and Barry's. I, I, I can't remember even what the hell the name of the store was. It was the one that used but... to sell the college apparel, but like they're out of business now. But okay. these, they could not keep these damn things in stock because people said, why not? I'll get three pairs all in different colors, you know, yeah. and they were all blue, white, black, orange because you're on the Knicks. But these Starberries were like, you know, it was a, it was a fun thing because it was for kids who either couldn't afford two hundred dollar pair of basketball shoes like Jordans, but it was also, you know, you could buy it and just knock them around and not really feel bad about it. You know, it was cool. Yeah, that's that. I mean, and, and again, you know, when you think about it too, for getting two, you know, twenty bucks. At, at three different pairs, you're almost almost at the price of one set of Jordans back then. You know? 100 bucks, 150 bucks. So by getting something like this, you can get as many as you want, and it's nothing. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of crazy. I I see these now and that I've Googled them. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. I've seen them before. I didn't know what they were, or I didn't know what they were though. That's cool though. Starberries. Starberries. <laughs> Two thousand six Starberry on the feet. <laughs> Through videos. Uh, anyway, yeah. I mean, why not? I think I think that's just kind of the big question here. Like, why the hell not? Well, if your goal is to make the next generation aware of your brand's presence, this is how you would do it. I mean, yeah. Right. And I and I mean, because listen, I mean, Rolex is gonna be Rolex, but they're not gonna be able to get a Rolex. So, yeah, who else do you want them to know? Especially, especially not now. 
Did we talk about the Booker thing already? Yeah, we did. We talked about that last week. Okay, I can't remember. I'm losing track of days. <laughs> but man, oh man, oh man. But so, you know, just like if somebody says, I can't have this, well, I'll just get that, right? You want to be the that. You want to be that other name. If 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 option, even if option one is the most well-known one, well, if yeah. I can't have it, what else am I going with, right? You want to be right there. Yeah, for sure. Well, now I got to buy two swatches. I wasn't planning on it, but now I guess I got to buy two. I got to buy the What If collection, which I absolutely want so bad. And now I got to buy a swatch pond. Blanc swatch. <laughs> Blanc swatch. I was thinking like swatch pond, Blanc somebody swatch. Will, somebody will uh, strike gold System on 51 it. Fathoms. I mean... I think that that's probably the best one, the System Fifty One. Well, if not, product. you could use it for the Brigade Type uh, Type Fifty One. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Swatch comes out with a with a System Fifty One Chrono that's automatic. Yeah, <laughs> just breaks the internet. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. Oh, I'm just excited though. I mean, at the, and it's it's crazy because it's like a weird release date too. Yeah, it's it's like on Saturday. Which I thought was odd. It's next Saturday, nine nine. Nine nine. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's interesting. So we'll so see. You can we'll be see. able to get one nine. Well, I won't get one anytime soon, but I'll definitely try to hunt one down in my travels around the world. So I'm sure I'll be able to find one at some place. And that's the other thing too is like I don't know how crazy these are going to be comparatively to the Moon Swatch. And it's not like I don't think that the I don't think the Swatch group is discontinuing the Moon Swatch anytime soon. So if that's indeed the case, um you know, I you can expect these to potentially sell alongside them. You think they're going to choose the Blanc Pawn or you think they're going to choose the Omega? Well, much like Starberries you could have both. I mean, that's true, but I wonder if it's going to be one of those situa situations where you're like, well, you can only buy one Omega Moon Swatch or you can buy one, you know, Swatch Pond or whatever the heck you want to call it. Which one do you want to get? Well, if you already got a Moon Swatch, no brainer. So, I mean, I guess that's true. That is true. And a lot of people got Moon Swatches. So, right. so. Man. could you imagine if they did like a Flick Flack Moon Swatch? That'd be neat. I think that would be sick. Like, I want my kid to have a moon swatch. I mean, she already does. They already do. But, yeah. Yeah. Swatch, let's get those wheels turning, buddy. <laughs> Flick, black, moon swatch. That's it. Uh, all right. Well, now I'm excited. Yeah. I guess we'll see what it ha what happens. We'll have the scoop for you next week. And, yeah, it's uh, going to be crazy. Whatever the heck it is, it's going to be crazy. That is for it'll sure. Be, it'll be a fun weekend, you know? Yeah. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. All right, my friend. I'll catch up with you next week. And we'll